this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Hey, Eric, why don't you take a drink of this 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 drink here? It's got special properties. What's it do? It makes you a better podcaster. Skull, we're talking Midsommar on the Pot of Dreams. I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden. No, you said it would be cool to go. Yeah, and then I got the opportunity and I decided Look, I to do it. I don't mind you going. I just wish you would have told me. That's all. Dude, she needs a therapist. You've been wanting out of this stupid relationship for like a year now. And don't forget about all of the beautiful Swedish women you'll meet in June. Okay, guys. That's not her again. Seriously? Babe, what's happening? Danny. I was so very sorry to hear about what happened. I'm sorry. I invited Danny to come to Sweden. You know what she's been going through? Christian says you've got this special week planned. It's sort of a crazy festival. Special ceremonies and dressing up. That sounds fun. Unbelievable. Welcome and happy midsummer. Skål! What time is it? 9 p.m. That can't be right. The sky is blue. This is what 9 p.m. is like here. <laughs> How long have you two been together? Just over three and a half years. Four years. Really? Yeah. What do you think? It's like another world. Tomorrow's a big day. Is it scary? What is it? It has special properties. What am I going through? We just need to acclimate. I don't want to acclimate. I want to go. Absolutely not. What's happening? I don't know why you invited us. That's why you look so guilty right now, because you know. We only do this every 90 years. I was most excited for you to come. Welcome, everybody, to the Pod of Dreams. Thank you for listening, because if you listen, we will pod. This is uh, Eric and Ben talking Midsommar, the Ari Aster horror movie. Is it a horror movie? Yeah, I guess it's you could call it a horror movie. What other genre would are, are on the table? Is it a thriller? Is it a rom-com? Uh, I mean, it's disturbing. I guess that's what makes it horror. horror. It's, not sc- it's not scary. Uh, horror is the best label, I think. I'm, I'm not saying it's a perfect label, Eric, but I don't. If you're gonna put one label on it, horror is what I would vote for. But well, anyway, so we're doing Midsommar. It's Ari Aster's second movie. His third movie's coming out this year in the year of our Lord, 2023. And I, I wanted to revisit this movie. I had seen it once in weird circumstances. Didn't really soak it all in. I knew it kind of fucked me up because it's that kind of movie. And I wanted to give it a shot again and really, really pay attention to it and appreciate it for what it is. Ben, you had seen it before and I made you watch this again. 
how brutal was it? I mean, it was a chore. Um, I mean, you mentioned how, I don't know how many sessions it took you to do cabaret. This, I mean, I want to say this was six viewing sessions to get through it. I'd be like, all right, I got to get to this part. Can I get to the part where she's taped like an exhaust pipe or whatever the hell it is? That's five minutes into the movie. Yeah. Like, can I get there? Honestly, when I, when I was going to rewatch it, that was the part is like the first time I saw it, it, like, I almost turned it off after that scene. It's so fucking disturbing. And just honestly, it just kicks you right in the teeth, like five minutes into the movie. Yeah. I mean, I was like, so I got to get through that part. And then it's like, all right, can I get to the part where the old people jump off the cliff? Yeah. And that is. And they're like, oh, I've got an hour and a half left. And yeah. And, you know, and I didn't get to that part in one sitting. It's like, all right, I, I made it. I made it to the part where they're tripping outside the village. Okay gonna pause here i had enough let me go do something else um so it, it was a chore but i mean this seeing this movie it gave me i think i got a glimpse into your mind a little bit i think some of your reactions to other movies i feel like i kind of understand it a, a, a little bit better um this is a movie i didn't enjoy watching at all i mean i got this was a chore it wasn't fun i wasn't really entertained this time around and I didn't get anything out of it either, really, this time in terms of themes. I didn't take anything away. I just had to endure watching it. Just like, when can I get to the end of this? When When's the clock going to expire on this movie? Um, and it's a lot. I mean, it's two and a half hours, so it's not It's not a short movie. It's not movie. a short movie. Not a short movie. Um, I'm just like, just, just waiting for it to get done. Like, I, you know, and I, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm not saying it's poorly made, but it's like, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't have fun. This is a movie I, I was happy to have seen once and I planned on, on having died, never seen it again. Um, so having to watch a second time was, it, it didn't make me like the movie more. Let's put it that way. Um, my, my esteem for it didn't grow, but you watched under, what were the weird circumstances you watched the first time? Uh, so we went on an RV trip and I had like a laptop and I watched a bit of it in the back of an RV and you know, that's not, comfortable and, and the, then my laptop died and i had to find another device i think i grabbed my phone for the last like 45 minutes and then my phone died and i think i grabbed my wife's phone and like it just it was just a weird kind of you know didn't really actually the end I, I don't even know if i finished it because the very end was i i, I felt like it was new memories to me like i didn't oh, okay. i don't remember the very very end of it and um I had the opposite reaction that you did. Like I, I came away thinking Ari Aster is one of the best filmmakers alive. And this movie is I, weirdly uplifting. There's something sort of powerful about it. I, oh, I mean, is this like a female empowerment movie? It kind of is. She's not um, an agent at all in this movie, even a tiny bit. I boy, do I just she's agree with such a reason. real person and she has real faults. Which, I mean, there are people that act that way. I've met people that act that way. There's a lot of women that act that way. And she comes away with it being the fucking May Queen and finding a family that she, like, I think there's something weirdly beautiful about this movie. Oh, this is, that's a bizarre reading to me. I, I found myself, I, I, I mean, this is one where I don't hate the lead, but I hate just about everybody else in it. And I don't view her as much of an agent. She clings to her idiot boyfriend who's, doesn't care about her and is just too much of a weenie to not break up with her. But then the cult just takes advantage of her. They're exploiting her. 
her grief. She has nobody else. And she ends up being drugged, basically. And willingly. She's sort willingly. of, sort of. I, I would say there that's that's up for debate that it's willing, but um she does I mean, there's a lot of social pressure and she's completely out of element. She is surrounded by a cult of these people. Um and and they exploit her and then she joins the cults. And I guess Maybe. she's we, happy. We, yeah, don't we don't know. know. It's vague. They call her sister. They want her to, I think. Um, the the Sven guy definitely wants to. They call her sister. Um, yeah. They treat her like she's going to be joining their commune. I didn't view her as an, as an agent at all. And the choices she makes are ones that just everybody else sets up for her. She does almost nothing herself. She goes along with her boyfriend on the trip because of him. And then she does what they want her to in the cult and just follows along with what they ask her. Oh, here, take this drink. She does. Um, she doesn't think all that critically about it. She has hesitancies, but she just goes along with it and just does whatever they say. And it's like, can Christian come with me? They say no. So he doesn't come with her. Just does whatever. I didn't view her as empowered at all. Wow. That's it's a bizarre reading to me. Um, but I, I, hate, I mean, I hate all the characters in this movie except for her. The boyfriend sucks. I don't like watching him. I don't like watching this creepy Swedish cult and their their dumb rituals. Um, I didn't just I don't enjoy their it at all. I don't know. It wasn't fun. I wasn't scared this time around. The dread was much less. I mean, it really there was a lot of dread the first time I watched it. It seeped, and I just this ominous feeling was just weighty the whole time. This time it was like, all right, I know where it's going. Let's just get here, please. Let's just get there. Let's get to him. Yeah. See, the uh, honestly, like. It, I, I can't, I can't believe you can't appreciate the filmmaking because I think let's just like start from the beginning of the movie. The way this movie kicks in, which is there's there's like you watch two minutes of it and it, it automatically creates a feeling. It creates like an, an aesthetic that you can that seeps throughout the rest of the movie. And it's established a tone of the movie established like five minutes into the movie. The music, the, the shots of like the forest with the snow coming down with the creepy music. It's such an incredible way to kick off a movie. And like, for me, like that's matters so much to me and I'm just in there. And then the way that it it sets up that she gets the email from her sister and her sister's like, it's a weird, like disturbing email and she doesn't know what to do with it. And she calls her boyfriend. You could tell that there's tension between the couple. Like he doesn't really like her. She's got all this emotional shit with her family. He's kind of sick of it, but he's also kind of a dick about it. And then to get this call where, she just finds out her sister killed her parents and fucking, you know, stubbed the hose down her mouth. And the way the way the music kicks in again and you're slowly brought into the house and you watch the firefighters walk up the stairs and you see the hose up there. And and then just that that shot where you're like at the end of the hall and you see her sister laying there with the hose kind of affixed to her face and vomit all over. Like it's just so disturbing. So disturbing. And then it cuts to Danny and her boyfriend. She's obviously broken and crying and just totally wrecked. And he's kind of like rubbing her back. And he's always you could tell with just no dialogue, just his face that he's like, fuck, like I was going to break up with this girl and I can't now like this fucking sucks. Like he doesn't really care. I mean, this guy's the guy's an asshole, but like he wanted to break up with her. He was talking to his buddies about breaking up with her. And now he can't because her whole family's dead. You like you'd have to be a psychopath to break up with somebody at that point. So he's like, he's like trapped. And then the camera slowly pans up out the window with the snow coming down. And then the credits roll. Like to me, that is like a top tier way to start a movie 
it sets everything up. You know, the characters really well, you know, what tone of this movie is going to be. And it's just like visual filmmaking that is just astounding, I think. And then, you know, not to mention just the, like the shot of the canvas where it's like scrolling back and it's got kind of these weird, creepy pictures. And that kind of, there's a callback to that later on when, when they first get to the village and it shows like girl cutting her pubes and like, it's weird as fuck, but it like tells you what the movie's going to be. I mean, it literally lays out every part of the movie in that, uh, those canvases. I, I don't know that it, I, I just think he's such a skilled filmmaker. Maybe you don't like the story. I guess I could see where the, you know, the character on his, the filmmaking being bad. When did I ever no, suggest the I, filmmaking was bad? I didn't, I didn't say, say that. you did. I didn't I, say you did. I just, it's talking about whether just, I like it, right? Just like, the visual filmmaking is enough to, uh, for me just to want to watch and just keep me no. interested. Like, I think it's so incredible. And it's like, I've season tickets with this guy. Like I will see his, I'm going to see Bo is afraid. It sounds like sure. it's like a hard ass movie to get through. And it's like anxiety in a movie. And people, some people just absolutely hate it. I heard there was like one screening where some guy stood up at the end and was like, I swear to God, nobody better clap or something like that. Like, you know, and there's people walking out like, like his movies are very divisive for sure. Sure. I, I'm interested in his next movie. I'm not like swearing him off as a filmmaker, but this isn't a movie. You know, I, I, I'm not planning on ever watching ever again. And I just didn't enjoy it a second time. It was a movie. Uh, it's well-made. It's well-acted. Florence Pugh is, She's incredible, right? She's I mean, talking early Honestly, on. we have she's got to talking, talk about how amazing talking, she is. It starts movie. early. I Well, I'm doing that right now. She's calling her boyfriend about the family drama before we know her family's dead. She's basically crying and really upset, but she has to repress her emotions because she knows it makes him uncomfortable. Yeah, she's like, oh, you're getting pizza? Oh, huh. And while and tears are like yes, rolling like, down oh, her face. Cool. Nice. Yes, she has to constantly. She does it all throughout the movie. Even so later her, vo- on. her voice is like calm, like girlfriend talk, but her face, which is what we see. It was see, like John like Lithgow broken. in um, God, the John Travolta movie. Uh, Blow up. Run. Yep. Yeah. He's Where he's like, on the phone. Yeah. He's got this. Non, it's the opposite for him. Like he's emoting with his mouth, and then just his face is dead. This is like the inverse of that. Like all the emotions coming on her face, and then she's gotta just seem really cool and chill to not upset the boyfriend. Uh, it's great. She's great. She has to do so much of the heavy lifting of this movie. Um, I mean, if if it were not, it wouldn't like the, work the, at all without her. The it whole oh yeah, it, it wouldn't be a very good movie. But the whole scene, like where he half invites her, he's like she's not gonna come. But he tells all his buddies and then she comes in and she's like, yeah, I, I you know, is that OK? She's she like the, the way I feel like that it's empowered is she starts as a, she's always apologizing for everything. Like even when she confronts him about the the trip, she's like, he's like, I, 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 I'm telling you now that I'm going. I hadn't decided yet. And she's like, well, sounds like you already did. You bought the ticket. And and he's like, well, I'm sorry. Like I said, I was sorry. She's like, no, no, I'm sorry. Like, like, it's my fault. I, I you know, like. The, in the beginning of the movie, everything's her fault. Like she, she's, she's trying to like understand or, or appreciate where he's come from. You know, this guy, this guy's just a fucking dick. But she's always apologizing. And like towards the end of the movie, like the birthday thing when he forgets her birthday, she's she's not forgiving him about that. You know, like like at first she says the, the Christian guy or the other guy, the Swedish guy, that oh it's her fault because she didn't remind him. It's my fault that he didn't. But then when when he tries to lie, she's just like no. Like you fucking forgot my birthday, like you asshole. And there, there's you, there's gl- growth in the character. Ultimately, she wins the dance off, becomes the May Queen. I, I think it's kind of like her character. Empowering. I disagree that her character actually grows. She's 
on drugs during the. She lets him sequence. burn. She lets him fucking burn. Who sets up the choice? Who does the killing? The whole cult. She's on drugs the whole time. Everybody is telling her where she has and to go. And then she smiles yeah. while he burns. Like sure, sure, she might find joy in him dying. I, I, I think don't the view end, that end of this movie is fucking awesome. Like I don't, the, I don't the, think. The, oh, the I way her frown, she's a frown in the tears, and then it just slowly pulls up to this big giant smile, and that's the end of the movie. I think it's amazing. I think, honestly, it's I think it's really incredible. The movie, but I, I just I don't buy the. She's an agent. She's now coming into who she is like she slowly realizes and accepts that he's a piece of shit and she chooses to have him die and she's happy that he burns but she's literally directed where to go by the cult every step of the way yeah but imagine yourself in a foreign land and it's like do i just do i just accept these cultural like i also thought that was kind of an interesting idea like you know we'll fast forward to the next disturbing part where they go walk to this cliff and they see these old people who once they're 70, right? 70 or 72, 72. something like that. It's 72, 18. right? 18 is each uh, season is 18 they, years. It, the, the, the Swedish guy makes a joke. She's like, what happens after 72? And he's like, <sighs> and it's supposed to be like a joke, but it's not right. Cause no, he they serious. die. They jump off the cliff, even though don't they do this ceremony every 90 years. So it's, how do they die? Every, it's not, it's not. Well, this is where it gets crazy. Cause they have one that's every 90 years, but they have a May queen every year. I mean, there's pictures, right? Photographs yeah, the, of like 40 the ninety-year thing. It was confusing to me. It's very confusing. I, yeah. I don't know if they have to do the human sacrifice every ninety years, but they do the festival of festival. Right. There were every pictures year. of every, last year's May Queen yeah. every year. Yeah, yeah. It's not every ninety years. That couldn't be the case. They didn't have photos one hundred eighty years ago. Um, so I don't know. That part was unclear. And the guy who got the American prophet, there, his oh. no, his dad, or he said his parents burned in a fire. I assume his parents were burned in that building, right? We don't right. know that, but I assume they volunteered to die or they were, you know, captured and forced to burn. I don't know. But, but anyways. But the, yeah, the 90 year thing is confusing. The idea that you're just accepting these culture, like, it's all weird to me. None of this makes any sense, but that's part of the appeal of going to, like, a foreign country, right? Like, you accept their traditions and culture and, like, I'm not going to judge it. Like, maybe, it, maybe what they eat doesn't make sense to me. Maybe some of the things they do don't jive with my, you know, cultural norms, but like that's their culture and I'm not going to criticize it. Now to this point, like it gets out of hand where people start fucking dying and yeah, but, but at the same I point, lost that the second time around, no, but I'm at the like, same point, like those, sorry. those other two Americans are freaking out. Like this lady just died and, and they're like, no, no, calm down, calm down. Like this is, this is, you know, this is part of our traditions. Like, this is as much of living as, you know, dying is as much as living. This is how they find peace. Like, you know, the one guy says, the Christian guy is like, hey, we shove our people in nursing homes when they get older. Like, I bet they find that disturbing. And, you know, he's, in, they're anthropologists too. Like they're graduate students. So they're studying it at the same point. Like, I think there's something kind of interesting about that aspect of it. Right. Obviously but then here's free. where the logic of that falls short, because do you respect to the point where like they get to kill you? I don't know. What, well, do what, you? Point, what point do you say, oh, uh, there's a limit to my respect when it actually requires me to die or somebody I care about to die? This is a movie that is about that. What, what limits do you start saying? Like the, the couple say, no, no, we're leaving. Like this is we can't watch people die. It's like not this. really about that, though. I mean, it becomes something else because everybody just dies and nobody's right. It's about the tide of Nazis five minutes in the movie that. Well, they set a tone that sets a tone at the beginning, Eric. 
It's a really interesting way to start the movie. And they, they, you know exactly what the vibe is. You see the Nazis, they say they're going to entertain you. They're going to attract you. Things are going to be different at the cabaret. And then it closes with the Nazis and it ends with the tone. And it starts with a very distinct way. And yet you didn't react to it. You didn't like it. You hated it. Again, about the the visuals, like the, the, the sacrifice, right? The, the setup of these people at the top of this cliff and they cut their hands and the way that it looks like it's honestly like seared into my brain. Ari Aster does that. You know, we'll talk about hereditary if you want, but like there's scenes in hereditary that like, I, if I shut my eyes, I can, it's just like literally burned into my memory. And the, the woman falling off that cliff and the way her lifeless body hits the rock and her face smashes in, like there is just something so ungodly disturbing about that. And then the guy jumping and he breaks his leg and, he and then hit they, the rock. Yeah, he right. He doesn't hit down. the rock and he's like moaning and the person comes with the hammer and they smash and you see his like skull crack. Like I've never seen anything like that in a movie. It is so fucking disturbing. But I mean, I mean what's the point of it? Why make that? I don't know. That's I, a good I question. I don't care. This is I mean, it doesn't not every movie has to be for me. Um, and not every movie has to be made to be rewatchable. I don't know. This was a movie. I would have liked better if it was in my memory and I didn't, I mean, I watched it, I think either in 2022 or 2021, it was pretty recent for me. I mean, I, you know, there was, wasn't any new beats for me and I just knew where it was headed. Um, It's a different kind of movie. I'm glad it exists. I'm not, I'm not like angry at the movie. It's not a half star. I'm not bitter about it, but I, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, like the, the deference that you give to, or at least that I gave the first time around to the Swedish whatever Viking cult. I don't even know what they are, whatever they are. That wasn't there. I mean, I know where it's headed. I know what they're doing. They're getting people to come here to murder them for their stupid ritual. So I'm not sitting there thinking, wow. I mean, guess they do things differently. They're kind of like the Amish, but sweeter. I mean, it's like, no, they're. Well, do you think they were going to murder them? I mean, I think they transgressed all of them. What did the London people do to deserve death? And what did Christian sucks? What did he do to deserve death? Like, what did uh, you really think? There's a reason for everybody being murdered in the but movie? not not necessarily everyone. I mean, the the, the um, London couple we have no the reason. one guy pissed on the tree. Oh, I, worthy uh, of death. Worthy the, of death the for sure. Other guys stole the book. Oh. Worthy of death. Right. For sure. We think he did. Well, they tran- tran- They have he, took, different- he took pictures of the book. He didn't steal the book. Well, the he book took- went missing. They and- lied about it. They didn't. It didn't go missing. He took pictures and they killed him. Where would he have taken it to? He was in there taking pictures. You're right. Like, and then he got smashed in the head. Yeah. He didn't take the. He absolutely does not take the book. Uh, they lie. Well, he took create- pictures and he was told not to. But I mean. and then they lie about it to create a narrative that the guy ran off so that they wouldn't be suspicious that all their friends were gone. I mean, they lie periodically. Um, they lie about the London couple. They're like, oh, excuse me, I know what happened. Uh, he got her to a phone and calmed his girlfriend down. And then they, like. Yeah, they those are talks. the. I think those are the horror elements. And they were going to die no make it a they scary movie. Four new bloods, four Horgoth people, and then one choice. They were destined to die. They were pulled there to die. They weren't. They weren't going to leave no matter what they did. And none of those are capital offenses. You could piss or shit on my dad's grave. And I don't think you deserve to die. I don't care. Well, that's dumb. You're not a Viking. Well, then Vikings are, they deserve to be a don't bad football say it. team. Kirk Cousins. They deserve to be a shitty don't say football it. team. Then I, I'm glad that they're cursed to just perpetually lose big games. Kirk Cousins is winning a Super Bowl this year. Um, So I, I didn't have deference for them. And then they're duplicitous throughout the whole, I mean, the whole scenario. 
We have no reason to think that the London couple did anything wrong. We have no no reason to actually think that other than we just want to assume there's something bad. They were going to die no matter what. It but also, matter. like, the, the, the drug stuff, I think, is done so well. And... You know the, the, the visual the, effects for the drugs the, the, the are so like and the way she puts her hand down and she's got the grass in her hand and the way when she put that at the end of the movie when she gets the May Queen the like flowers are pulsing and yeah you know, there's one that's like undulating sure, yeah, yeah and the people when she's walking kind of yeah. like stretch and elongate weirdly it does it's, just, it's subtle drug enough trip really really well like and the first time they trip when they get there like. We get a, a, one scene where everybody's like sitting around and they, they look like people tripping and the one guy's like, oh, new people. I can't. Yeah, new I can't people. people. No. I can't handle people. Yeah. He's like, you and should like, lay down. It feels good to lay down. And he's like, and, come well, on, lay down with me, please. Yeah. And like, wh- what time is it? It's 9 p.m. He's like, no, that can't be. That, That's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Well, in Sweden. Sure, no, it's, it's, it's well made. But I mean, I, I just, you know, you're, I mean, just everybody just kind of sucks in the movie and i'm just watching them slowly just waiting for them to be killed off watching the inbred person paint and that's apparently the source of knowledge the for the village okay fine whatever um it's, uh, it's as good as l ron hubbard i guess um i don't know i mean it's, it's not fun i'm not entertained i'm not really scared I'm just like, yeah, this is well made, but uh, I really, I really, really would. Wa- I mean, I'll watch this movie again for sure. Like, oh. I, I bought it. I, I very much will watch it again. It, it, like I said, Ari Aster, I think, is just for the filmmaking, like the the sound and the the camera angles, like the lighting, how bright it is. I think there's just not many movies like that. Like when they when they come out of the forest and they see that big giant thing and they're walking through and the music's playing, like incredible stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's got a sense of time and place uh, and atmosphere, but it wasn't an atmosphere I wanted to be in. It wasn't a place I wanted to spend time. It wasn't a place I wanted to spend with people that I wanted to spend time with. I mean, there was just nothing about this that was enjoyable. It can be really well made. But I mean, here's here's a like if I you know, you sometimes talk about movies being like vegetables or something, you know, like, okay, fine. I got some nutritional value from it, but it was a chore to eat. Didn't enjoy it. Um you know, you want it to be fun to, you want it to be a steak or pizza or whatever, whatever the food is that you want to eat. This to me was like a circus peanut covered in black licorice drizzled with vinegar. Like it was bizarre. It was like conceptually like, whoa, this is different. This is not like anything. I don't know that it was pleasant, um, but I'm not going to forget it either. And I was like, but I'm not going to eat it ever again. I tried mm-hmm. it. It ex- uh, I, I'm glad it exists, but definitely not part of my diet. Don't, don't have a lot that I'm taking away from it. And then it's like, here, here's another one. I'm like, oh God, okay, let me let me eat it again. Um, it, this yeah, is- I think that watching it the second time, I really hated the boyfriend. Like the, oh, the first yeah, time I watched, worse. the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, hmm, there's a little bit about him I can kind of understand because like i said you know imagine imagine yourself you're with this girl you like her she's okay she's got a lot of like obviously in the beginning there's emotional stuff she's got family issues um you know she seems like a lot and then you're you're thinking out ah, i don't want to marry her <clears throat> right she's not not the kind of person i want to spend my life with so maybe i should just break up with her and then she drops this my whole family is killed my sister killed my parents like the unspeakable tragedy 
And so he's kind of stuck with her, right? Yeah, I mean, and sure. so the first time I watched it, I was like kind of feeling for him. It's like, oh man. And then he wants to go on this trip and he feels bad. So he's got to ask her. He doesn't really want her there, but you know, she's going through all this shit and you know, you could, you have, he has to, like, he literally has to, he has no choice. And so, you know, you can kind of feel for him, but then just the stuff he does, like, with with the this thesis with his friend and you know the birthday stuff and just he's just such a dick he's such a fucking asshole. There's no interaction he has where he's not awful, really. Like there's not really a single one where you're, he, he doesn't suck. I mean, it's almost literally every scene. Yeah, and I, I think I, I the guy, the him. actor does a good job of like, I mean, it's realistic. Sorry, he's playing exactly. a guy that I don't like, so I'm going to say I don't like the actor because he's playing a really obnoxious character. So. This actor's on my shit list now. No, well, it's fine. Yes, he does a good job playing the shitty boy. I mean, just, he's dismissive. He's obnoxious. There, you no, know, there's not. There's nothing redeeming about him. And then, and his choices are baffling. He's just also so oblivious in a way that's like, okay, this guy's so stupid. And then when the end, when he's having sex with like a 15 year old, maybe I don't know how old she looks. Pretty freaking young. Yeah. With a like half circle of women. Well, he, yeah, it's as a creepy. I'm just like, ass. What are you doing? I, but at this point, I'm just like, this guy is so dumb. Well, he's also on again, like they give him these weird drugs. Who knows what that shit does? Well, if it's yeah. like shrooms or LSD, I don't think those help you perform in that. Well, context. the guy said this gives you vitality for your vitality. I, yeah. Is there something you can huff? This is like a popper. I Whatever. Like. If he just completely loses his some mind weird Viking doesn't... shit, I don't know, like, like dragon bones, I, what, yeah, whatever. Yeah, dragon bones. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, definitely. Um, Eric the Red's, you know, ashes. Uh, I, it was just like, okay, dude. And then he comes to and like, okay. And then he just runs. Well, and the, the old ladies are like helping. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she pushes him. Oh, and I'm like, okay, fucking, come on. It's, it's it, I, uh, it this is guy, that, in the... none of that's a turnoff to this guy, and they're like. There's well, he's like that. weirded out by it at first. He like looks at her like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I mean, eye contact with the girl's a mom. room of of naked women, like well, some older women. Like it's 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 just a weird. I mean, honestly, it's the crazy one of the craziest endings of just any a, movie I can think yeah, of. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, no, it's good. I mean, it's it's an unsettling scene the first time. The second time, the impact was less. So I'm just more like, okay, focusing on on the guy's just baffling choices. And I'm just, I, just like, come on. And like, there's stuff I kind of noticed the first time. I noticed it more the second time. The cult, especially the, especially the women, but even the men too. They do all this mirroring all the time. Like the the old man that jumps off, right? He's wailing in pain before he gets the sledgehammer. He's just screaming because his legs snapped off or in half, wrong way. And they're all going ah. Oh, they're they're yeah. mirroring the pain, and they do that with the burning building at the end. Well, and with yeah. Danny, when she's like losing Upset it, the, about him, the yes. women like breathe with her and scream with her. Yeah, yeah. They, yes, they, they they do all this mirroring constantly, um, that, which is, I think, a kind of culty thing. I mean, it's a thing cults will do to try to erase your individual identity and make you feel part of it, make you feel held, as the guy says. Um, I, I mean, and that's vaguely interesting, I guess. But I mean, I mostly just they. I mean. My my ability to to care about the cult or view them is I mean just they just seem like a creepy religious cult to me. They don't seem like a, a society that's worthy of consideration and respect. Like oh you just gotta say it's a different way of doing it you know it's okay it's just, I, that that wasn't there this time around because you just I just knew you know you just know I don't know 
exactly what happens. Um, but I mean, it's well made every step of the way. I, I mean, there's not a single scene that is just poorly done that I can think of. I mean, there's maybe I could have done with a couple less like Danny nightmares, I guess. Yeah, I think a couple minutes. Like you said, after the um, the sacrifice part, it does. There's like still like an hour left in the movie, and from that until the like final sort of climax of the movie, it does drag a bit. Where there's yeah, like they go to that room and they sleep, and she kind of has weird dreams, and then we get the kind of buddies going back and forth about their thesis, stupid shit about like, you know, <laughs> why would you take this idea? You knew this was like, I mean, it's, I don't really care about it. I think it's kind of funny. It's just another but, interaction where Christian's a, a, a right piece of shit. Cause he is lazy. But and... I mean, it, it doesn't, it, the movie doesn't need that, you know, it does drag it on a bit. Um, but like the, from when she starts the dance competition, like all the way through the end of the movie, I think it just, it just go thrilling and disturbing and amazingly. Like, I'm not thrilled. I mean, I'm not thrilled any. I mean, I, I know the thrill is not there. And even the first time I watched it, I, I mean, the, the visual of Danny at the head of the table with the May Queen and Christian kind of slunks his way. He's just taken this stuff that's like really fucked him up. And she's, you know, this the queen of the table and they're, they're they don't eat till she eats and she picks up her fork and everybody eats and he's just sitting there like freaking out and the guy like claps in his face and he's like why'd you do that <laughs> uh i don't know i just i love seeing christian get fucked up and uh i, I guess he sucks i don't think he deserves to be paralyzed it made me feel good costume um any more than the people from london deserved that um and I, oh, that guy was still alive too. Like that was fucking crazy. Oh, the guy screaming. Yeah, and, and, and it made me think like, okay, the old people that you made jump off a cliff. Why didn't you give them that drug that apparently eases pain or anxiety? Like, why not give them the the yar root? That's how they found the find God, I guess. I don't know. Like maybe pain. yeah. Well, they didn't because they obviously felt the pain. I don't know. Yeah, because he starts screaming. He looks at the guy. He smiles and then burns. Well, it's like the Vikings had this idea, like you didn't find Valhalla unless you died in battle. Like you had to be killed. But to... was it, is, is just getting burned voluntarily battle? I don't know. None of it makes any sense, man. Like <laughs> all of those traditions are crazy. Yeah, well they are. And then, and then, but they do watch Austin Powers. There's one moment. Yeah, that? I thought that was supposed to be funny. I don't know. I was like, okay, so wait, they have a DVD player somewhere. Or VHS, I guess could be. Well, and like the the guys kept checking his phone. It's like, what well, were you charging this fucking thing? You just plug it into the wall? Like that that didn't make any sense. Yeah, that that's true. I I actually did wonder that. The only thing I noticed, like that, I really had no clue about was the woman who I don't remember the idiot guy, the guy that pees on the 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 ash tree. Um, the woman who says, "Come with me," and like stares at him periodically. Towards the end, when Danny's making her decision on who to kill, she's standing there. She's got like like cuts or some kind of like wounds on her face, um, and they just appear. And I, I'm assuming it's not a mistake in the filmmaking. I, I you know I, I think it's something. It's possible the actor hurt herself and he just had to shoot it. But then later on, as we see that the camera goes into where they're you know, taking all the organs out of the bear and they're going to put Christian in it. She's kind of like crying by the shed and somebody's talking to her. She walks over and she's got the wounds on her face again. There's something going on with there that I don't understand or don't know. That- so apparently there was like a, a much longer director's cut 
oh, of the movie. Okay. So I, I assume there was probably something cut out. Um, oh, okay. Because both of those guys die off camera, and what? we don't really see anything. We see the one one guy's leg, and then we see both of their skin, like the skin suits. We see the skin from the four people that died on right. the Christian. Yeah, right. Stuffed with straw. But we don't see what happens to the guy that pissed on the tree, like at all. We don't really know at all what happened to him. So I assume that was probably part of the director's cut. Sure, and, and he maybe... was like the dickiest of them all. Like he's the guy you really wanted to get. He's the guy from like uh, was he from one of the Narnia movies? I don't know. He's, he's pretty that, bro-y. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in the movie, yeah, he's got his like vape thing. Like you want that guy to fucking die. Yeah, he's, like, he's just walking around vaping. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I saw, I mean, sort of. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I didn't hate him enough and I didn't like the cult enough to think, oh, he deserves to die. He's got what's coming to him. Well, in a horror movie, you're kind of, that's what you sign up for. Sort of, sort of, but we didn't get to see it. And yeah, maybe he struggled with her. Maybe they had consensual sex because they need, they need fresh bloodlines to keep, incest from being too big of a thing and then he dies or gets killed afterwards i don't know but yeah that could be it looked like that there was like a, a narrative thread that was unexplained it was like it was like oh what was the deal with that and with her well i'm sorry i made you watch this and you had just watched it and now you had to watch it again uh her- hereditary right, let's talk about that for a quick second i mean oh, sure. we may do it at some point i don't know you're well, probably I, I will hate it as well yeah uh, I don't so i, I will not time. i will not suggest it again or you- suggest it you can um, you do whatever, but just keep in mind. What are your thoughts on Grave of the Fireflies? What are your thoughts on Hereditary? Uh, I, I like it better than Midsommar. Okay, it's also a one timer. That movie was more devastating to me for all kinds of reasons. Um, but I mean, just the the girl getting her head, the girl dying, yeah, and then the guy. Well, the way the guy, the way Ari Aster handles grief is devastating. It in both Midsommar and in Hereditary. I mean, and. Midsommar, we see the, the parents, they're breathing when we first see them, but then the second time we see the parents in bed, they're not. Because um, I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, wait, why aren't they answering the phone? And it was like, oh, because they're dying and they're dead. Um, but the first time, before we even see that they've died, the first thing we get is the Danny phone call to Christian, and she just is wailing into the phone. I mean, right. It's awful. It's unpleasant. It's just, oh, I don't yeah. enjoy that. I don't enjoy that cinematically in the way that you don't enjoy people breaking out in song. I don't enjoy seeing people grieve on the screen. It's not something I enjoy from film. There's something uh, kind of therapeutic about it for me. I don't know. That's why like, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel good, but there's something about the way it makes me feel bad that I like, I don't know. That's, that's fair. I mean, it's fine. I, it, musicals give me juice and happiness and joy that they don't give you. It's fine. This is a subjective. It's thing. like cathartic in a way. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. That's fine. I mean, it, it, it wasn't for me, but that's fine. Um, but in Hereditary, there's there's the girl dying, which was shocking and unexpected. And but, if you if you haven't seen Hereditary, just you could just Google the like I don't know what you just type in Hereditary head chop head loft off. I don't I don't know what you do, but well, it, but it's just the same. But it's also the setup. It's everything that happens. It's everything. Sure. It's the whole context. But but just that, that scene alone is just the way the tension of it. She's got like an asthma attack, right? No, she's she, an allergic reaction. She allergic cake reaction, cake with right. nuts in it, and she's not That's supposed right. to have nuts. At a party, she she went to the and party. She with She had the to go to the party with the brother because the mom said you can go to. the He party. doesn't want her there. He told she's her to weird. eat the cake so he can yeah. go hit on a girl yeah. and get stoned. And so, and it's a party in some rural, some part of wherever, wherever there, California, wherever it is. Yeah. So all that context is. And she's leaning her head out the window because she's trying to breathe, and then on a telephone pole. Yeah, it just Fucking, flies up. 
And then like it but, cuts. But the, it's the after effect. Yeah, yeah. Really devastating. Because yeah. I mean, that part's a shock. And then he pulls into the driveway. He's because he's just in shock. He's like, this didn't happen. No, what? No, nope, didn't he happen. He can't process it. Yep. With with his sister's headless body in the back seat. The head's off on a highway somewhere. And then he just goes into his room and it hits the bed. And then Tony Collette, another incredible performance. We hear her screaming and wailing. Yeah, because she, she comes home. The body. Or, yeah, looks in the comes car. Out. Yeah, sees her daughter, headless dead body in the back of the car. Like, honestly, the, and, then, and then it cuts to her head. With like bugs and stuff crawling on it, right? Is that on just the in side the of the road? Nowhere. Yeah. So there's all sorts of yeah. Oh, that, like I said, that visual is seared into my memory. Yeah. It like. Well, I, we paused it when we watched it. We're watching it at home. We paused it, and I had to sit there, and I just my think I just said what the fuck several times, and like paced around the living room. I was trying to process it and couldn't. It was insane. But yes so the but the other part of that movie is the ending which i think is probably the scariest like if i was gonna say well it was the scariest thing you've seen in a movie i would say the like end of that movie the the scene where tony collette is up in the corner of the bedroom just sitting there in the dark while the kid wakes up is just that that visual the way he framed it it's like a terrifying painting that well, it's a good job of using dread and not action because Nobody like does anything to the kid at the end, really. They're just around. No. They're just people yeah. like standing there. Nobody threatens him with a knife or tries to kill him. They're just there, and he loses his mind with terror and ends up jumping out the window, which, like the movie convinced me, was a logical thing to do at that point because he's just like, there's yeah. all these people in my house and they're just smiling at me and they're naked or whatever. I don't remember if they were naked or not. Maybe yeah, the naked it's... guy in the doorway. That's another visual. He's got like a smile on his face and it's just so disturbing. Like. There isn't an I can't honestly I can't think of another filmmaker that is this good at just like making you feel awful like which is uneasy, also not disgusted. cathartic for me it's like I just I just feel awful it's not a feeling I it's not cathartic I just feel awful I just but walk around depressed you, but like okay you don't choose to watch horror movies ever right oh, I, I watch horror movies but none none work on the level that these horror movies work like Hereditary I mean. I can see The Conjuring, for example, and have a fun time. It doesn't fuck with me. I'm not horrified. I'm not wandering around miserable. Um, or the zombie movie or any of the other horror movies. I mean, most horror movies I can watch and like, oh, maybe it's a little scary. Maybe it lingers, but it's fine. It, I can just enjoy it or not. But this, these are different. These are very different kinds of things. I mean, don't you agree they're different than other horror movies? Well, it's like the elevated horror idea, you know. I mean, maybe he. I just think he's better at it because they're, they're, you know, there's scary, there's jump scares, right? There's the idea of so, oh, I, oh, whoa, I didn't see that. And then there's something that just literally fucks with your brain. And I think that's what he's doing with his films, with the, the visual style, the the storytelling, and and the just the staging of it all is it's. Hor- it's horrifying. Well, let, I mean, let me give you a comparison. The The Witch, like that's a movie I would rewatch. I mean, it's not. I'm not looking forward to rewatch. I'm not going to pick it anytime soon. That's in some ways comparable, some ways not. I mean, the, yeah. the, Robert uh, Eggers is. I mean, he and Ari Aster, I think, are very similar filmmakers. But that movie, I I I just ended up walking away thinking that movie was great. And there's horror elements, and there's like a a baby that gets, I think, stolen and murdered by a witch. I mean, I think that's the best explanation I have for what happens. Um, 
And that movie didn't leave me feeling like Hereditary especially did, and to a lesser extent, Midsommar. Um, but I mean, you could you we could watch a hundred horror movies, and, and almost none of them would leave me feeling like I did after Hereditary, especially. I don't know, but you know, I mean, we watch horror is one of the movies my wife and I agree on. She wants to watch horror movies. Some of them are schlock, like Megan. Have you seen Megan? Loved Megan. That was yeah. a really good PG thirteen. My kids, it's, it's, my kids loved it. It's, sh- it's schlock. It's not really scary. I mean, the doll's creepy, but. I'm not devastated watching it. It's just silly nonsense. Have fun and move on. I don't know, but like this isn't, these movies aren't fun like that movie's fun. Like they're, these are better movies, but they're not enjoyable. I, does that make any sense? Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, I think you're right about that. I mean, I, I, I think it just these are just better filmmakers. I mean, the witch, the, the, the problem with the witch is, there isn't anything that's really cut any anything happens until the last like half hour of that movie. Like most of it is just the slow build up, slow build up to like, oh, something scary. And I think hereditary is kind of like that. I I think Ari Aster is really good at like putting a couple things in to keep your attention where he's really just building for this sort of crescendo of horror. Um, you know, like the the sacrifice and then the intro scene like the in midsummer like there's there's a couple things he sprinkles in there and hereditary the head getting lopped off and all of that but it's really building towards this crescendo of of terror which uh the witch which does that also like i think the very end of that movie is pretty creepy you, i mean you oh, barely even see the witches right you know um, no, it's that they don't know and there's exclamations and people but like each other the online. lighthouse is a movie like i love all of these movies i'll watch them all over and over i mean hereditary is one i i don't think i've watched a second time and i'm i'm i might um but yeah the, the final half hour is like that that got to me man that really got to me but here's a structural problem as we're talking so and and this is uh, maybe part of the reason why i didn't like midsommar as much as Hereditary the first time and maybe something that just like Mitsumar starts off very early, five minutes, whatever it is, five to ten minutes, somewhere in that range. We see the lead character's sister murder her parents and herself. And it's shocking and upsetting. And it's like you almost get anesthetized to some of the other stuff that happens later. Because because you've already had this devastating thing, the impact of what happens later on is, is less. I don't know. Like I'm already like okay, you've already just I'm already kind of dead inside. So, but now... I think enough time goes by where then you're okay. So I'm watching this kind of rom com and they're going on this trip or not rom com but romantic drama Maybe about the first time. this couple and they're going on this trip and they you know they have this relationship issues and the friends are like you start to kind of get drawn into the story and then they get to this place and they're taking drugs and it's this like trip and sort of fantasy like tale that they're going on. And then, then it hits you again with the hammer on the head. They're like, oh, shit, that's right. This movie is oh. disturbing. I, I guess, I mean, I, having already seen Hereditary, I had soon Midsommar that we were headed to a bad place. It was hard to not have, like, okay, this isn't going to end well. Like, I don't think the characters are going to end happy. The best is we get one character who's smiling because the other characters are burning in a building. Uh, you know, that's as happy as it gets, which for you is, was a positive interpretation, which is is interesting i love she's empowered it. i think um, so she's the may queen but but even less so i mean there, there's just no pretense like all right i just, I've just got to watch them slowly not realize how bad it is before at some point christian's gonna say what's going on you're a dumbass that's what's going on how did you get into grad school 
is uh, losing faith in the education system. You're you're a big dope, um, very big dope, and you're just uh, gonna bone a side, 15-year-old. Side note: Do they mention? God, the first time I, there was somewhere in the movie that where they said that Danny, Danny's sister and her parents were from Minnesota. Did I did I make that up in my head? Maybe. I thought there was some reference. There's some like clip or something that that says that her the the house because clearly they don't live in the same state, right? Because otherwise she would have just driven to where they were. Instead, she calls Christian and she's crying. But the similar climate. There's snow, snow where right. they are, and it's snow where her, her parents are. So maybe I was thinking maybe like she's in a downtown area and her parents live in a suburban area or something like that. But I swear, I thought there was some reference to Minnesota in that, that her parents were in Minnesota, but maybe, maybe I missed that. Could be, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember that. I mean, I've seen it twice. I don't remember something like that, but I mean, I hope so. Um, yeah. Oh, it seemed like, like, like something a Minnesotan would do. <laughs> don't say that. That's, it, that's horrible. Pride. Man. Okay. I don't know. Um, don't joke about mental health. That's not okay. funny. Okay. Well, if you have problems, all you need to do is join a Swedish cult and take drugs and then just... So you think she joins it and stays there and lives her life with the with the Swedish guy? Well, what happens... Let's say she does it. She goes back. They wouldn't and, let her leave. So they're going to kill her? I don't so know. she can't leave. So then she has to join them. What do you mean? Like, you don't even think it's an option for her to leave. Well, th- they have their pilgrimages, right, at 36 or something like that. So she's going to stay until she's fully indoctrinated and they can trust her to leave. Well, it was only men that left, though. Maybe women can't leave. Maybe she's There's some pretty there. rigid yeah. gender norms in this uh, cult. Very specific responsibilities. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, so you're, you're, you don't even think she could leave if she wanted to. I don't know. It's all made up anyways. Well, I know. We're talking about movies. They're all made up. They're all pretend. It's fine. Uh, that's part of the fun. But to me, like, even if... I don't think they'd let her... I would like to believe she becomes the leader of the cult. And, and then just gets more people to come here, and then yeah. more people are murdered. How empowering. Um, You know, more 15-year-olds get boned. Perfect. Just what I want. Um, that's that's depressing. If that's, if that's empowerment, boy, is that a, a depressing view of empowerment. But... I, mean, I guess I agree she couldn't leave. And even if she could, I mean, people aren't going to notice these grad students. They went to Sweden and they went missing. They, do they kill people every year? They get. Yeah, what are they, the passports? Like, no, there's no. Uh, they're going to know, like, embassy they took involved. A flight to Sweden. Yeah, yeah. They came here with these people. I mean, people would know and there would be repercussions, I think, but it's a movie. Maybe, so. maybe the Swedish government's in on it. Up to a certain point, but if every year there are Americans who are going to Sweden going missing, I think that would draw the attention of U.S. officials and cause international problems. I mean, that's the, if you're trying to make it be plausible, yeah. Okay. See, I don't think the Americans or the people they bring in die every year. I don't think that's what the, what's supposed to happen. I think that was because they transgressed. They all so, had to die. So if they hadn't transgressed, they would have just they wouldn't have done the burning building. They wouldn't have had the nine sacrifices to Kaplok Plok or whatever, the made-up god that they had. They literally well, describe, they say, this is our sacrifice to such Maybe such. that's the 90-year thing. Maybe that's only every 90 years they do that. Could be, but I, I think it's optimistic to think that there's something any of these people could have done to not be murdered. I don't think any of them were going to leave. I think it's pretty clear, like, 
when she's blessing the crops, we see like, I don't know if it's like a liver or what it is, but there's just some fucking organ that gets plopped down into the dirt. I think it's a human organ of some sort. Well, uh, yeah. it could be a, the part of the bear. Could be. I mean, it looked pretty small, and I assume bears have bigger organs. But I like the, the part where it's like, we're not going to talk about the bear. It's, like, it's a bear. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, I, I do think I do think his movies need a little bit more humor. I think that would go a long way in his. Well, he doesn't uh, want to break the levity. Part of it is that like, or he doesn't want to break the tension. Like, that's the problem. Like, I kind of chuckled twice in the movie and they weren't even really funny. It was just, I was just desperate for something to cling on to. One is the, I think the Austin Powers thing is supposed to be a joke, but it didn't work. I was like, oh, okay, they're watching Austin Powers that I don't get that, but whatever. It was the like, Oh, new people. I can't handle new people. And then when the old guy jumps and he just misses the rock and that's not, that's not, I was just like, give me something. And just the way he crunches like, Oh God, I had to laugh to like, deal with the oh this is miserable you know what i mean it's like it's like in breaking bad Saul goodman isn't that funny really he's just kind of jokey ish and you're just like give me something to break the tension a little bit yeah um so you're just like glomming onto something but i you know i've heard bo is afraid is more of an overt comedy that there's a little bit it's more comedy adjacent than these previous it's like two a movies. horror horror comedy is what yeah. i've heard yeah, yeah. um so th- i'm optimistic about that um are you going to see it in the theater if you have an opportunity? If I had an opportunity, would I don't think I'm going to have an opportunity. Um, life being what it is with three kids, I don't think I'm going to have a chance to sneak away. I mean, I, would you, uh, if uh, all things yeah, being, if you sure, had sure, oh yeah, a limited well, I, opportunity, I'd go to the movies all the time. I'd, I'd see stuff like Dungeons and Dragons if I had enough, like if I had a bunch of free time. Like, sure, I'll go see it. It looks totally fine. Like, probably not great, but I, I don't have that bandwidth. Um, but you wouldn't see like. Ant-Man and Quantumania, right? No, I'm You're out on the, Mar- the Marvel Universe seems totally dreary to me right now. The closest I would get, I've got a tiny twinge of wanting to see the third Guardians of the Galaxy. I think maybe. I'll probably see that. But like Thor, Love and Thunder, I was interested in the reviews are terrible, and I anyway, the Marvel Universe is its own thing. Like I, I've been out on the... I, so uh, me too. I'm, a, I'm out. I'm out. It's but... like, keep making it. I don't care. I, I, I got everything I can get out of it. You're desperately trying to keep this money train rolling. It's unsustainable in terms of quality. Okay, so it. so you're interested. Oh, I would love to see it. See it. Okay, but I mean, I, so I, you I, you like? I mean, you appreciate Ari Aster. You're, you're it's well made. My my point yeah. isn't this movies are made shittily. There's no serious criticism I make other than yeah, there's some stuff I would maybe chop out. Um, I think sometimes like, and a couple times like I get it. Okay, I get it. Like enough. Let's move on. Let's get there. Um. And maybe uh, starting your movie with uh, a super devastating scene, kind of. I mean, maybe that's the point that kind of makes the other stuff less impactful because I'm already like numb from the awfulness. But I mean, that's not a serious group. I'm not. Movies are well made, but I, you know, I, I, I think Florence Pugh in her performance is worth the price of admission. I, I really, I, I don't think. Who would you ever recommend this movie to? Like, has your wife seen this movie? Uh, I so. So Sheikha was with me like when I was watching it and my face, like the way I reacted, because honestly, the the opening sequence where you see the sister with the vomit, like I almost turned it off after that. I was just like, I, I think I did the thing you did with hereditary is I like tur- I paused it. It was just like, holy shit, like I got it. And this is like five minutes in the movie or 10 minutes, whatever it is. And she was, she was like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. Honestly, like, I don't know if I can watch this movie. And then, and then I, you know, started watching it again and got to the, 
the sacrifice scene and did the same thing and she was just like are like are you sure you're okay and it was like i, I don't know so uh I, I i honestly i think she would like it i really do think she would like like this movie but you've seen it twice and you haven't watched it once with your wife it, well, we've done we do the horror movie thing I've, I've suggested it and she always says like are you sure because like it really seemed to mess with you and so I, i'm gonna just make like her interested in that okay I'm gonna make her watch it. More, I think this this October. I'm just gonna like, okay. nope. We're watching it tonight. We're watching it on Midsummer. I really okay. think you'd like it. No, well, I'll be curious if you do that. And she does. Let me know. I mean, Lauren and I watched Hereditary and Midsummer. Now, I mean, like, did she like Midsummer? Yeah, I mean, she liked it. it I, I don't think it, it. I don't think it impacted her as much as it impacted me. But she was into it. We were engaged watching it, and it was like good. I mean, she. What was her reaction when you see the skull crush? Was she like? I mean, she probably horrified by it. Gasp, okay. Probably. Uh, I think that would be my guess, but I, I don't really remember. I mean, it was, it was, if it was last year, we were definitely a new baby haze. It was two years ago. We weren't, but we were moving then. So I don't know, but we do horror all the time, but this isn't a movie I'd recommend to most people. I mean, it's not a, if you like scary movie. movies, I would. I sure. Would. If you're into horror, sure. Yeah. If you don't like horror, don't you're, you're not going to enjoy it. Right. No. You're going to be miserable. Um, and it's it's long and it's and if you only like a certain kind of horror, if you like the person with the, you know, machete trying to chop people up and people it's kind running, of a slasher. That, it's it's not bloody enough to be a slasher, really. I mean, you see brains crunch. It's it's for, as gory as a movie I've ever seen. The, that for way. that one scene, but I've definitely seen way gorier movies than this. I mean, like the gore is really good. It's high quality. It's very convincing. It looks very authentic. That's really one. It looks like scene. faces of death, kind of, you know, in that way. Yeah, where no, it's like I'm, sure. I'm really watching somebody die. But, like, but it's that it's that one scene. But you, yeah. you see, you don't even really see Christian Byrne. You don't see the other characters are killed off screen. You see the results of the murder. You see skin. You see creepy, gross stuff. Uh, you don't see the, enough the live one, murder for it to be the a one. Uh, anthropologist guy gets hit with the hammer and blood. You but know, he doesn't die straight away, I don't think. I mean, maybe he does. I don't know. Maybe he dies instantly. But even that's not that bloody. He gets hit in the head and you see just blood coming out of his head. I mean, that's not a particularly graphic scene. And then even then, I, I have those moments where it's like, wait, there's somebody in the corner and you didn't see them? Like they were standing in the corner the whole time? That was so cool. You see the reflection. Uh, yeah. Right, but, but that's not the thing. Like he sees the guy he thinks is Mark, but then somebody comes from the side. So it's right. like, like, what, you didn't see that guy who was just right over here waiting in the shadow? Maybe there was a little secret room back there. I don't know. Maybe. Very There's possible. a part, too, when when uh, Florence Pugh is, is tripping initially where she goes into the bathroom and she, like, lights a, uh, a, a lighter or something. And there's, yeah, there's, like, it's a, a sister, face. sister, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Just for, like, a you like split, split second. Yeah. And she leaves, yeah. And then goes and passes out. And she has one of her first of at least two nightmare sequences. She might even have three. It's like, all right, I get it. She's grieving and anxious and upset. I also love the, like, where she she goes to the apartment where they invite her, and she says she's coming, and then the Swedish guy's like, I'm sorry for your loss, and she's like, I can't I can't do this, and she goes in the bathroom, and as soon as she shuts the bathroom door, she's actually in the on the plane. Like, I thought it's, that it's was kind of cut. a cool, yeah, yeah, cool cut. And, I mean, she hasn't processed her much. She's just constantly repressing them. What, so she doesn't process what, it until the end. What amount of time do you think has gone by? Like, from when she finds out her family's dead to when she gets on the plane to Sweden? Are we, is it, it's got to be like six months or? The most, it's, it's winter to summer. 
So, I mean, we see the first opening thing, it lays out the movie, right? I mean, there's a shitload of foreshadowing in this movie. Like, yeah. you notice some of it the first time, but this time it was very obvious. Like, almost all of it's foreshadowing constantly. Um, you see it's winter when the murders happen. You see tendrils going out of a woman's yeah. mouth. And then spring, I don't remember what spring said. And then summer is the, the festival. And then fall. Um, so I assume six months. It was like around December. December, January, June is when they definitely go to the festival. And they're not there. I mean, they're there, I don't know how many days. Yeah, because she days. said she didn't finish the semester. She was given a, a pass. She she said she could finish it up next year. I would year assume January like that, so. to June. So it's been six months. Yeah. I, I think that's probably a reasonable assumption. But I mean, all of it's like... It's all foreshadowing. He's like, don't forget about all the Swedish milkmaids you're going to impregnate. And he goes and he ends up doing, Christian does that. I mean, they say that in that initial conversation. Um, it's just all over the place. The bear, the pictures on the wall, all over the place. Uh, it, it, I mean, sure, it's a lot of foreshadowing. I think that's cool. Uh, that's good stuff. I don't know. Uh, I gave it uh, four and a half stars. Why'd you ding it a half star? Uh, I think for some of the reasons we've talked about, um, <clears throat> it does drag after the sacrifice to the to the climax. It's a little too long. There's the dream sequences. You're right. There's too many. Um, but other than that, I mean, it is to me like a super compelling, super awesome horror movie. And and I like the I like the characters. I think Florence Pugh is absolutely incredible, and I I like her character a lot. I like Danny. I, I mean, she's going going through so much, and she's so good at it. You feel so bad for her, you know. And well, I'd like to actually see her character not boyfriend. in a state of. I'd like to see her not in a state of grief. That's the thing is, she's so dominated by grief the entire movie that you don't get to see hardly anything of what her actual personality is like at any point. Do in the towards the end, it starts to come out. She starts to. I disagree. Starts to go, move past her grief, and she processes it finally when she does the screaming with uh, the cadre of girls yeah. around her that's the first time she actually processes it but we still i mean she's stuck in as the may queen in this crazy swedish cult i i don't i don't feel like i got to know her that well i i do think she's finally accepted some emotions and grown a little bit as a person I agree well and that, she is but... like super english florence Pugh. like she has a super thick english accent and She's the one of the best at hiding that or faking an American accent. Like uh, when I found out she was English, I was just like, "What? Holy shit!" Yeah, she's very I good. She's so a, the, away. the movie sucks, but don't worry, darling, she's very good in it. That's it's a bad movie. I didn't I hate that movie. I didn't hate it. It's not, but it's not. It's not good either. Not great, but I, people like hated that movie. I didn't I, hate it. It's kind of ham-fisted. It's not very subtle, and it's kind of obvious. But it's it's all right. It kind of worked. Kind of didn't. There's a lot of logistical questions. Yeah, I like uh, the swing, though. I like the attempt. Sure, that's fine. Points for trying. Um, but yeah, I mean, and you mentioned in your clue last week, somebody's in the MCU and somebody's about to join the MCU. So Florence Pugh from the uh, Black, Black Widow, Widow. Movie, right? Yep. And then the guy who's the jerk bro, he's Adam Warlock. Is that the guy that's joining the MCU? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. He he is Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy right, right, right. 3. I was just yeah. trying to think. I, I didn't really piece the clue together last week, and I thought about it after the fact. Like, oh. Who did he mean? Oh, that, yeah, that's who we mean. I haven't seen uh, Black Widow, but I just knew she was in it. Um, but, She's like the best part of that movie. Like, hands down, steals the movie. Like, if I was Scarlett Johansson, I would have been like, you can't release this because fucking Florence Pugh just stole this movie from me. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So, I give it four, four and a half. What, what, are you at one star, half a star? No, no. This is, it's a complicated movie for me to review. 
Um, if it's a movie Ben wants to watch or enjoy or thinks is is a good time or you know, you take I don't take anything away from this this movie even more so the second time. Like I don't take any rich themes. I don't there's nothing I learned really. I didn't enjoy the experience. But it's well, extremely well made. I, I, everything you say about the filmmaking is true. I don't have any disputes about it, really. Um, so it's tough. I'd go two and a half. I mean, I don't know. Two Would that have is, been the same the first time you watched it? If I was thinking about it from memory, it'd be like a three and a half or three. Okay. It'd probably so be more good than bad. On the rewatch, it has, it has gone down. Yeah, and maybe with enough time, if I don't actually have to actively watch it, maybe it would creep up again. Um. I appreciate that it exists. It's it's it is very unique and different, but it's just not. It's like Requiem for a Dream is another movie I don't want to. I mean, if you pick it, I'll watch it. I, I've I've made that 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 promise, but I have zero interest in watching people get addicted and ruin their lives. See, drugs this Ar- Aronofsky to me is what you're describing. Like I never want to see. I don't know Black or what Black Lotus? No, what's Black the, Swan? Black Swan. Yeah, I never want to see that again. I never want to watch The Wrestler again. Oh, see, I'm, no uh, those two I do want to rewatch. Most of his movies are like that, but those are those two I have seen multiple times and I've enjoyed. He's them. kind of the godfather of this like elevated horror. I bet Ari Aster and Robert Eggers are like big fans of maybe of uh, Aronofsky. But yeah, I mean those those two are, I would rewatch. I mean I'm the exact opposite of you. Like those are ones I'd be I'd be excited to rewatch The Wrestler. I'd be excited to rewatch Black Swan. Uh, but that's fine. But now two and a half. Again, it's well made. Um, it's just, it's not, it's not really for me. I don't really want to see it again. It's not, not a good time. And to me, there's not enough nutrition there to like, oh, yes, the film makes great, but the, what am I going to take away from this? No, I mean, nothing. There's nothing to take away. I, I don't want to go visit a Swedish Viking cult. I, I won't do that. I'm excited. That, I'm not taking that trip with you, Eric. Sorry. Well, you're past 36, so you gotta. You're done with your pilgrimage. Well, you can visit if you're older than 36. I think it's just uh, if no. you're uh, a member of the cult. Those are the rules. But anyway, well, you're a uh, member of the Hawkeye cult. Hey, uh, well, our fearless leader Brian Ferentz is going to take us to the national title. You just watch. Yeah, he's not changing anything. Why change it? It's it's a tried and true. If it ain't broke, yeah, don't fix it. All right, uh, you you want to do your five degrees? Let's of- do our five degrees. So, the guy that played Christian, I I honestly, it yeah, was, who is this guy? What I hadn't seen him in a single other movie ever. Um, so his name is Jack Rayner. And I mean, I looked at his filmography. It was like, uh, he's also another British guy. Or no, no, that's Colorado. Sorry, he's from Colorado. So he's an American. But, um, you know, looking at his, like, most of these are movies I haven't seen or heard of. But he is in one called Transformers Age of Extinction. <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't know it. I mean, I Which know what it is. Which one is that? It's the fourth one, I think. Mark Wahlberg? It's either the fourth or the fifth one. It's after Shia LaBeouf had left. And Mark Wahlberg came. I've out. never seen the Mark Wahlberg ones. He's in a Cherry. The uh, uh, I read that book. Um, anyways, sorry. The the Russo brothers made that. It's for Apple. It's apparently really bad. Anyways, so he's in that too. Okay, sounds good. But yeah, I, mean, I looked his his film. I was like, and even then, like I think I maybe have heard of On the Basis of Sex. I think that might be. That's the oh yeah. 
I probably saw it, man. That's the uh, movie about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I think. Um, okay. So I might have seen him in that. But anyway, um, so Transformers Age of Extinction, a lot of names in that one, but I went with Kelsey Grammer. Uh, <laughs> I just thought it'd be fun to try to get Kelsey Grammer connected. Um, Kelsey Grammer is the lead in a movie called Down Periscope. Have you ever seen that, Eric? No. A 1996 comedy about I I remember it, yeah. I saw it. It's kind of like a spoof movie. Yeah, it's it's, it's not quite like Kentucky Fried Movie level or Airplane, but it's very jokey and silly. Um, But I I liked it at the time. I I, I I have no idea if it holds up. It probably doesn't. Um, But uh, that was a... And it was also an early... I think Patton Oswalt's in it for like a, a scene or two. Um, but um, it went from Down Periscope, uh, Kelsey Grammer. Um, Bruce Stern is in Down Periscope. And Bruce Stern is in a movie called Warning Shot. You heard of Warning Shot, Eric? No. Neither have I. It is a 2018 movie. Um, and this is one of those like uh, red box specials. Okay. But like they crank out movies really, really shittily, and then they get like a couple of big names um, to make it seem like it's a bigger movie. Uh, Bruce Willis had a lot of these. Oh, yeah. Um, and it turns out that they were, he was just, he's got mental decline and they were just using it to make money. Um, and yeah, he got, wouldn't even like do the, the, voice stuff right yeah. he would just film it and they would do it afterwards and it wasn't even like his voice sometimes right? it wasn't yeah they'd yeah. have or they'd have body doubles that would be his with his back turned and they do all sorts of weird stuff to get around the fact that he just couldn't remember lines anymore um so this is one of those so bruce turns in it i know nothing about it it looks like it has to do with like a drug dealer and thriller and drama um the leads are people i've never heard of tammy blanchard yamal gs again uh, david spades in it for whatever reason but um, there's a couple of ways to get from this movie to uh, Field of Dreams. You could go with James Earl Jones, who's in the movie, uh, or you could go with Frank Wally, who's also in the movie, uh, playing characters. And I'm assuming they're there. I'm sure they're in it for like two or three scenes. They got paid a lot of money just so that their name could be, you know, plastered onto the movie. Um, and both those characters, those actors, are in Field of Dreams. So there we go. Cool. You're up. Uh, I went with Will Poulter. He, he's the douchey friend that pees on the tree uh he is like i said he's gonna be adam warlock but um he's in a movie called the revenant uh inurito movie starring leonardo dicaprio love that movie i I remember super great movie uh tom hardy's in that tom hardy's so good that movie he's such a piece of shit um he's in a movie called rock and roller uh it's guy Guy richie guy richie movie i think it's like a sort of spiritual sequel to snatch sort of I, I think there's some one or two characters that are maybe and I, I don't I, remember it i, I remember at some point garrett she's like i'm gonna kind of go back to do the things i was doing earlier to try yeah. to get my feedback i mean i don't care I'm, it's got a crazy cast like there's a ton of like you know uh english bro-y kind of dudes in it uh but idris alba is in that uh he's in a movie called molly's game with kevin costner it's in Field Dreams. Oh my gosh, I forgot he's in Molly's Game. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, isn't he her dad? Yeah, he's the dad. He's the one that pushed her to be a big skier and is kind of a jerk about it. Um, yeah, but all right, so what are we watching next Next episode? All right, so I needed a palate cleanser. Um, let me start with the year. Um, this is going to be a big palate cleanser for, for me. Is uh, Liza Minnelli in this movie? No, no, there's not Liza Minnelli. Um, 
2018 is the year, Eric. So hopefully it gives you a little so bit. So newish of, movie. Yeah, not. I mean, five years ago at this point, but yep, yep. Um, Avengers: Infinity War. I guess is incorrect. Oh, I thought you were gonna say correct. Holy shit. Um. So the writer director came with the idea of this movie while on tour um, and dealing with his anxiety about performance and life. It's clue number two. While on tour? Correct. Hmm. Nope, that doesn't, doesn't do for it. Ladybird? It's not Ladybird. Nope. I'm not making the rewatch. I'm not rehashing. Was that 2019? I don't remember when Ladybird came out. That sounds right, but I, I don't want to rehash the Ladybird argument. I, you know, not that I, not that that was recorded, but I don't want to relive another. Why do you like this movie? It's dumb, Ben. Um, I don't think it's dumb. That I don't know if that's fair, but uh, well, okay. I remember you not liking it. I guess maybe that's, that was my only takeaway. But anyway, that that's that's number two. Um, and let's see here. What we're going to do for the next clue? Um, well, I'll just give you the lead. The lead is Elsie Fisher. That's clue number three. That's the the lead of the movie. Oh, oh, uh, is this eighth grade? It is. Okay. Have you seen it, Eric? I have not seen it. No, and I, I know we've talked about it. That's Bo, Bo Burnham, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So I'm shocked that you want to rewatch that. Oh, I like it way better than Lady Bird. Lady Bird was a really good guess. Um. It's way more funny than Lady Bird. I'll be shocked if you like it less than Lady Bird. I would say that. I, I don't want to force you to like it. I don't, you know, you react however you react. But um, it's a comedy. I think it's genuinely funny. And I think Bo Burnham is, he's a really great director. I mean, he's pretty talented at all the stuff he does. So we'll talk about that. I'll force you to watch it. I know I no, I, I loved it. I watched it with, with Lauren and Lauren's sister. And we all were like cackling in the theater. And I haven't seen it since it came out. So. Okay, so it's not. I always, I said, I guess I had the impression that it's like a pretty heavy movie. Lady Bird is more heavy than Eighth Grade. There's a little bit of drama. Oh, okay. There's a couple of scenes we'll we'll talk about that. Okay. It steers into drama, but it is absolutely. I would call it a heavy comedy, but it's not oh, like a, interesting. It's not a raunchy I, comedy. Don't expect. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not Animal House. I, you know, I get that. Um, but I would call it very comedic. Okay. I, it, it was a lot of. I, honestly, I, I the only reason I had never watched it is I, I had. I guess I had the misunderstanding that it was like a really heavy movie about like being a young girl. And like, I have two young girls and that I just, it seemed like a heavy, heavy watch, but if I mean, it's funny, I'm excited. I like, mean, the heavy themes are dealt with comedically. I would say that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, especially coming off of Midsommar, I don't think you're going to find eighth grade heavy. It's going to seem light as a breeze. Uh, there's nobody know. getting their skulls crushed by hammers. In there's this movie? no murder at all in the movie. I don't want to spoil <laughs> it, but not a single character dies. Okay. Everybody makes it to the end of the runtime. So, all right. So let's watch it. I'm excited. Cool. Uh, so I need, I needed an uplift. Cabaret bummed you out. Midsommar bummed me out. We've been just kind of on a bummer zone. I'm hoping this will this will lift you up. I'm hoping you don't hate it. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. Thank all right. you. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.